Mabuhay! Thanks for tuning in! Welcome to Kin Thinking on Adulting. Cheers, fellow adults! This is episode 2, from student life to work life. In this episode, we will be sharing answers about questions like How do we transition from student life to professional or work life? What are the things that we need to consider in choosing which career path to take or which company to apply to or which business to start up? Our guest speaker will also share some tips on the things to consider in applying for a job, writing the application letter and resume, the do's and don'ts before and during the interview, and making most of the just graduated life stage or the just resigned life stage and many more. Here are some good things in adulting. The transition from college to career is a marathon and not a sprint. Sacha Bayak, psychotherapist and owner of Quarter Life Counseling, offers several suggestions for managing this period of personal and professional uncertainty. She says, first, you need to acknowledge that you are in transition. Second, you need to create an accountability group. Third, you have to keep a journal. Fourth, you have to master your hard skills. Fifth, you have to work on your soft skills such as relationship building, teamwork, attentive listening, and others. And of course, sixth, you need to stay current. Review the reports and adapt so that you are relevant to the needs of the marketplace. This is our quote for the episode. According to Kristen Stewart, one of the greatest struggles of becoming an adult is figuring out what you want to do and what makes you happy. The courageous thing is to stick with it and see it through and see if you were correct. According to the Philippine Statistics Authority, There were 45.33 million Filipinos with work on March 2021, translating into an employment rate of 92.9%. This is higher than the 91.2 recorded in February, which was equivalent to 43.2 million employed persons. So before we start this episode, let me introduce to you our guest speaker. Our guest speaker for episode two is the former human resource director of Thibaut Cure Hospital in Davao City. She is currently running youth camps and forums as she serves the Lord through the ministries led by Vision Hill Family Fellowship, which is affiliated with Assembly of God. She is a pastor's kid a servant leader, and a passionate reader. She is young, witty, and single. Listeners, our guest speaker, Ms. F. Mayo Saldana. Hi, Ken. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, hello, Atio. It's so glad to have you here in the episode 2 of the podcast. How are you? Doing great. I'm looking outside my window. The rain is falling ever so nicely. And I have a cup of salabat, so wow. life's good. Yeah, very tita of us, no? Yes, very much. <laughs> so, for how is adulting po, Ateo? 
adulting is um like the stock market volatile there are days that it's green days that it's red mm-hmm. but um all things work together for good and mm-hmm. you appreciate the good days because you've gone through the bad ones and like halo halo everything is the reason why it's good oh yeah that indeed it's true no no it's like stock market we have our ups and downs and i like that you associated adulting with halo halo everything makes it good <laughs> yeah all right so um i have your list of questions for that i would be asking you questions which mm-hmm. i believe would be helpful for our listeners especially to those who are in the transition stage of adulthood so mm-hmm. let us part uh, start our first question is what are the things that we need to consider in choosing which career path to take or which company to apply or which business to start out okay um what my papa used to tell me when i was still in college was choose something choose a field choose a business or choose an occupation that you feel passionate about because then it wouldn't really be working every day because um, it's something you enjoy doing. So it wouldn't feel like you're dragging yourself doing it every day. Mm-hmm. However, um, let's be realistic. So you have to gauge whether um, you're in a position or you're in a place in your life where you can afford to follow your passions. Because sometimes passion following our passions rather doesn't pay the bills mm-hmm. right? especially for fields such as um the arts things like that and so um sometimes you have to choose doing something hard like mm-hmm. working in a job that doesn't necessarily um feed your creativity but mm-hmm. it pays the bills because then in the future, it will help you be able to do something that you really actually enjoy doing. Mm-mm. So um, that's number one. Determine, um, choose something you're passionate about. And then number two, determine um, where you are in life, where, whether you can afford to follow your passions already or there are some things that you still need to prioritize. Mm-mm. Because um, let's face it, even if you follow your passions, um, or things that you really enjoy doing or things that you're really committed to doing, if there are pressing needs that you are not able to provide or fulfill because of that, then you'd still be stressed about it mm-hmm. because um, you're already doing graduate school, right? You're going to law school, right? Yeah. And um, it's something you're passionate about, but it, us doing something we enjoy doesn't necessarily stop the bills from piling up. So you have to strike the balance there. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you'd like to add up to that, Tatio? Um, Third is pray about it. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you follow the Lord's will in your life. And the Bible says, um, man plans, but the Lord orders our steps. So you always involve the Lord in your decision making. Always ask him for wisdom in um, what you choose to do. Uh, that's very true. All right, so a quick recap of what our guest speakers said in considering which career path to choose or which company to apply or which business to start up. Let us always remember that we need to choose something that we are passionate about, something that we love, something that we enjoy doing. But at the same time, point number two, let us be realistic. 
let us pursue a job or a business or something that also pays the bill as we think about our priorities in life as we strike the balance and most importantly let us also pray about it let us involve the lord in our decisions all right thank you Adio, for answering our question mm-hmm. number one let us go to question number two so in applying for a job what are the things that we have to consider what are the things we, ha- we need to prepare as well mm-hmm. um number one is you choose a company that you share in their vision, in their mission, in their mm-hmm. goals. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that being said, before you start submitting your applications, you read up about the companies that you're um, planning to apply to. Mm-hmm. Because, um, for example, for me, my first, the first company that I applied to, um, not necessarily the first company that I applied to, but the first company that I worked um, in is mm-hmm. in retail. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I learned a lot from that company in the five months that I've been with them. However, they have practices in terms of how they handle their employees that I do not necessarily mm-hmm. agree with. And um, I feel conflicted about in terms of my principles and how you um, take care of your employees. And so I had to resign within that span of time. So um, in applying for a company, you read up about where you plan to apply mm-hmm. because you will feel conflicted if you're working somewhere that um, are doing things or has practices that um, very different from the principles that you have. Mm -hmm. Number two is, um, this is a very practical suggestion, but Mm -hmm. determine the logistics. All right. It could be the best company that there is. They could have the best benefit package, but... um, Consider the travel time. How long will it take you to get there? Um, mm-hmm. True. It pays good, but apparently the pamasahe takes up 50% of your mm-hmm. like monthly rate or maybe your weekly rate. So um, those are the things that you have to consider. Make sure you've identified the logistics of um, where you're going to apply. And number three is um, try to determine whether it's a place where you can grow in professionally, and even as a person. So if you don't see yourself being promoted there or growing or going up the corporate ladder within that company, determine if a specific skill set that you want to hone will be developed as you work there. Mm. Because it's not always that you apply for a company, you're going to stay there for 10 years. It doesn't always work that way. However, if it does make you grow or allow you to hone your specific skill set that you want to bank on for the next um career step that you're planning to take then that's also okay so those are yeah three things that i typically think of all right thank you Matthew, for that so again a quick recap in considering which job to apply and which company first consider read first about their vision and mission because you need to have that um common goals and vision and mission with that company if you share the same then uh, maybe you can work well and long with that company mm-hmm. because yeah if you have practices and con- you might have a conflict with their principles so we have to really consider that as well second is we have to determine the logistics as well 
the possible expenses, how long would it take us to travel there, uh, not just the if the company pays you good and yeah. And mm-hmm. thirdly, of course, we need to consider also that aside from earning money from where we work, we should also consider if that company would help us grow as individuals grow professionally mm-hmm. and if our skills would uh, be developed in that company. All right. Mm-hmm. Let us now proceed to uh, the third question. As a okay. former um, humans resource director, what tips can you give for the job applicants as they write application letter and resume? Okay. Um, if since our topic is Transitioning from student life to adulthood. So I'm assuming that the this question is for those that are still starting yes. in their um, career life, right? So um, it's mostly entry-level roles. Mm-hmm. When you write your resume and your cover letter, keep it simple. That's right. basic because um, for entry-level roles, typically we have a lot, we receive a lot of applications. And mm-hmm. to, to to be honest with you, from an HR standpoint, we do not have eight hours in our day to read every <laughs> single detail in everyone's resume. Yeah. So um, we look for keywords and key skill sets that we're particularly looking for in a specific role. Mm-hmm. So keep your resume simple. Um, keep it clean. Do not just find a template online and you think it looks cute then oh i'm gonna use it for my application (laughs) um some even submit resumes with a lot of icons that are really heavy on the eyes and it just takes our attention away from the content of your resume so just highlight um important details keep it clear and concise Mm -hmm. and make sure this is very important make sure you proofread your resume Mm -hmm. i've already had my fair share of paper screening (laughs) where um the first part Mm -hmm. is from a different person's resume but the signature was a different person's another person's name so clearly um you're not paying attention to your details and Mm -hmm. you put in your skill set that i have a keen attention to details um (laughs) i beg to differ because the details do not match so make sure you proofread your resume. A tip is um, let a friend or someone else, someone you trust or someone has a good eye in um, documents, proofread it for you a second time because fresh eyes help sometimes because you're already assuming that this is the content. Some details, um, you miss them. So have someone else review it if you, um, if you can. And limit your resume to two pages. Mm-hmm. Some people make the mistake of giving us a five-page resume and they have included all their trainings from mm-hmm. when they were in high school. <laughs> we, um, really? Hiring, yes. So hiring managers do not need to know that you were a Star Scout leader when you were in high <laughs> school. So um, highlight relevant trainings from like at least two years ago if there's any training that you've attended. Mm-hmm. But if it's older than um older than that and it's not relevant so don't have to include them so keep it short two two pages is okay all right and be honest with your resume mm-hmm. have integrity even in your resume 
don't tell us you speak French if you're only bilingual English and Filipino. Because um, some hiring managers will really um, grill you with what you wrote in your resume. Make sure you've mastered all the contents in your resume. And one way to do that is by being honest. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. That's what you've accomplished. That's what you're good at. This is your skill set. Then even if during the interview they're going to grill you, you can answer their questions because you did not sandbag your resume. Mm-hmm. That's true. Thank you, Atio, for those very important tips, notable. So, guys, those of you who will be writing soon their resume and application letter, remember, keep it simple, keep it clean, clear, concise, and only highlight important details, only include relevant trainings, and make sure to proofread it and have somebody else proofread it for you and also be honest because as you become as you uh, are honest with all the details when you are interviewed everything that you have there the content you have written in your resume and application mm-hmm. letter uh, will be asked during the interview so those are the tips from the former hr director herself now um, do you have any tips, the do's and don'ts, before and during a job interview? Mm-hmm. First, similar with before you apply, make sure you do your research about the company. Mm-hmm. Because if you just walk through an interview with no idea what you're walking into, it's like jumping in a, a pool with both feet and you don't know the depth of it. So <laughs> read up. Yeah. Read up. So... Um, so you won't be surprised or shocked once you actually um, start the screening process. Mm-hmm. Number two is dress the part. Mm-hmm. We're not telling you to have a suit and tie, but business casual. Mm-hmm. Um, we ap- Hiring managers appreciate applicants who make an effort even on the screening process. Because mm-hmm. it shows you their commitment in getting their job, the amount of effort they're willing to put in. In the screening process, it mm-hmm. also um, it's it's somewhat a preview of what we can expect from you if we do hire you. Mm-hmm. And um, try to master warm up questions mm-hmm. like um, details in your CV. Try to think of um, answers if they ask you specific items about it. Um, that's why earlier I said make sure you know the details of your CV. So that if they ask you, you will not like um, a deer caught in the headlights, not sure how to respond because mm-hmm. you don't know. So make sure you already know that. Um, and breathe during your interview. <laughs> a lot of the times um, that I've interviewed people, I think it's normal for people to feel nervous during interviews, mm-hmm. especially if they really want the role. Mm-hmm. Um, I often tell my applicants whenever I interview them that, relax, this is just a conversation. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to know you because um, if they're at ease, then they can um, express themselves better. So during an interview, we know you're nervous, but um, try to relax and breathe. Mm-hmm. If you need to take a moment before you answer a specific question, I would find it... Um, very confident. Uh, I will appreciate more if you ask me for a timeout. Like, um, can I have a minute, ma'am, before I respond to your question? Mm-hmm. Because um, 
you're grounded that I want to be able to respond better. So give me a moment to think about it. Rather than you answer right away and then you just blubber on for the rest of the interview or the rest of the question. Mm-hmm. And be honest. Mm-hmm. Always be honest. Because um, you catch a fish by its mouth. And mm-hmm. so if you lie, we will definitely know about it. Um, we don't just listen to your answers. We also observe your gestures and your um, body language. So mm-hmm. we will know if you're you're lying to us. Actually, I have an experience where I asked an applicant, do you have any tattoos in your body? Mm-hmm. And he said no. Um, and then along the interview, um, he also mentioned that he's a very honest person. And towards the end of the interview, because that was the first company I worked in, it was in retail, mm-hmm. I asked him to um, show me his palms. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he had a tattoo somewhere in his fingers. <laughs> and so I thought you were honest. <laughs> I thought you said you did not have any tattoos, so um, always be honest. Mm-hmm. It's um, a very important thing for you to be mm-hmm. honest during the interview. And um, if you have any questions for the hiring manager, mm-hmm. um, do not be do not be hesitant. Just ask them the question in a mm-hmm. polite way. Um, we appreciate people who know how to ask the right questions to mm-hmm. us during the hiring process. All right. Thank you very much for those insightful tips. So again, listeners, number one, you have to research about the company, read up so that uh, you have um, a background knowledge of what company you're applying to. Second, you should dress the part, wear business casual, show them that um, you have had an effort in applying for this job and master warm-up questions in your cv of course you have to breathe and relax even though um Mm -hmm. you are nervous during the interview and fifth this is also advice to me during my first interview that it is really very important that we take a moment to think first before we respond all right and Mm -hmm. number six be honest because the the hiring personnel are also not just reading our curriculum vitae or resume. They also are looking at our gestures and body language. And uh, let us feel free and not be hesitant in asking them our questions or clarifications. All right, mm-hmm. down to the next question. Okay, so we have here our fourth to the last question. How mm-hmm. do you or how do we make most of the graduate, just graduated life stage or the just resigned life stage before we actually um, apply for a job after we graduate or uh, before we seek for another job after mm-hmm. we just resigned? Okay. Um, my parents told me not to rush into applying for a job after college, but... Um, I pressured myself into looking for a job immediately. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who just got out of college, um, unlike before, I don't know, but for me during our time, college was not as demanding as it is now. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're fully rested mm-hmm. um, before you embark on the new journey of adulthood and looking for jobs and all that. Because if you're not, um, if you haven't taken the time to rest, to process um, how your college life has shaped you, what you've learned mm-hmm. from it, um, mm-hmm. what lessons you've 
had from your college chef that you would like to apply or change maybe mm-hmm. um, in your career, then um, it will definitely affect how you're going to take your new steps as a professional. So make sure you're 100% um, and make sure you've made peace with whatever has transpired in your college life before you mm-hmm. start um, working on your career or mm-hmm. starting a business if that's what you want to do after college. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, I re- recently resigned uh, October last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, a few months after the ECQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there has been a few factors as to why I decided to resign. But mm-hmm. um, for some people, they would enjoy, they would love to rest. But um, because of the demands of their family's needs or something, they have to work immediately mm-hmm. after resigning. Mm-hmm. But if you have the prerogative to rest, make sure you also rest as well. If there were um, experiences in your previous workplace that has affected you deeply emotionally or psychologically, um, make sure you've dealt with all that because you might carry the baggages of your from your previous workplace to the next one. And um, mm-hmm. it will definitely affect how you perceive people in your new workplace, how you interact mm-hmm. with the people in that new workplace. So make sure you make peace with that. Um, because I've had um, a handful of interviews wherein I ended up just listening to them rant mm. about their previous workplace. And some people are not, you know, they just, move on immediately but for some mm-hmm. people they really have to process it so make sure you're uh you've made peace with your previous workplace mm-hmm. you've forgiven people from your previous workplace or have asked forgiveness maybe mm-hmm. so um make sure that you're starting fresh mm-hmm. in your new workplace true all right thank you very much so again <clears throat> remember fresh graduates do not rush. Make sure that mm-hmm. you're fully rested. Take some rest, pause, breathe, reflect, and you have to yeah, uh, ground yourself first before um, applying for a job. I remember before I, I applied for a job after I graduated mm-hmm. from college, um, I first took a review. If you, you have a board course, you take a rest uh-huh. first. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy summer, have fun with friends first because you deserve a break after um, graduating a, a bachelor's degree. And then if you have a, for example, a board course, you can take your review first and have that license before you actually um, apply for a job. And then if you just previously resigned, yeah, that's very good point that you have to make peace with the previous baggages or deal with it so that when you apply mm-hmm. for the new company, you could start fresh. I also, um, after I resigned from my first job, actually, um, it took me like five months before I mm-hmm. I applied for a new one. So while, while, um, while, praying for the next job which i i would be applying i made most by uh, i made most of the moment by like engaging to a small business mm-hmm. by spending time with family and um by being a part of um 
being part of uh, serving the church and other uh, communities. You can serve the communities where you yeah. belong mm-hmm. while waiting for the next job. Okay, so down to our third to the last question. Adeo, how do we handle failed expectations? Because diba, before we enter uh, from mm-hmm. student life, we have these... Um, we are idealists. We have these ideas and expectations that our work life will be like this. And then when we mm-hmm. got employed, when we start our business per se, then we realize that, oh, this is really the real world. So how do we handle mm-hmm. failed expectations? Um, how do you handle failed expectations? Mm-hmm. Well, you surrender it at the feet of the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, Failed expectations, not achieving your goals, mm-hmm. failure, um, all of that is part of adulting. Mm-hmm. And um, we grew up with everyone telling us that you have to be successful, you have to achieve this, you have to achieve that. Mm-hmm. By this age, you should be able to have done this. I think it's also important that um, we hear or we're aware that not achieving some of our goals at mm-hmm. the time that we want them to be um, mm-hmm. is a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Not being able to save the emergency fund we want to save by age 24 mm-hmm. or 25 is part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to take it with a grain of salt and just accept that not every goal you set for yourself will be achieved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the moment you start to accept that and make peace with it, you can now focus on, okay, I failed in this area. I did not achieve this goal at this time. So how can I plan to um, recuperate from this setback? Or how can I mm-hmm. shape up so that um, in the next three years, I'll be able mm-hmm. to finally achieve this other goal that I made? Because if you mm-hmm. Choose to wallow in the feeling of I'm a failure for not achieving this. It will not necessarily help you mm-hmm. achieve it faster. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it will even um, deter you from being motivated. So mm-hmm. just take it with a grain of salt and accept it that you're not going to achieve everything you've set yourself to achieve at a specific time that you achieve it. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay, as long as you learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. There are lots of expectations. And as young adults, as adults, we have lots of goals and time frame on our lives that we we have to have this and that and we need to be at this level of our lives at this certain age but uh, in reality those things and plans do not happen everything mm-hmm. right so um again uh listeners let us always surrender our failed expectations and failed goals to the lord in prayer because it is all part of adulting and the key word for how are we going to handle it is acceptance. We need mm-hmm. to accept that it's okay not to achieve those plans at certain age. It's all part of adulting. And aside from accepting it, we should learn from it and not to wallow on that mm-hmm. failed expectations and uh, let us rise above those uh, failed expectations because there as we as we uh, um try even better and as 
as we continue pursuing them, uh, there will really be a time that we will be able to achieve them. If not yeah. now, then maybe later. All right. And there's um there's a popular quote regarding that that if you fall seven times, then you just stand up eight times. True. That's really correct. No. Um. Sige, this time, Atiyo, um, do you have mm-hmm. any insights or personal experiences or any lessons that you would like to share to us as an adult, as an employee, as an, ayun, as an adult? Um, there's a lot. But uh, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think um, personally, that's what I if I get the chance to talk to 22-year-old Yo, <laughs> that's one of the things that I would tell her. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself. Um, because um, while there are critics around us, sometimes mm-hmm. the biggest critics that we have is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And learn to speak kindly to yourself. And um, hold on to the promises of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You should be able to speak life to yourself as well based on what the Lord says. Mm-hmm. Based on what the Bible says. Because um, that will keep you solid and grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't have the Lord, if you don't trust Him, it's like building your house upon sand. It will, mm-hmm. no matter how strong and firm you think it is, at some point it will fail, it will crash. Mm-hmm. So make sure you are grounded on the Lord. Because mm-hmm. he will enable, he will equip you, he will shape you, he will refine you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. So let us, everyone, let us remember we have to be kind to ourselves as we are being kind to the people around us. Let us speak life to ourselves as well. Um, there is this, at times, uh, what I do is positive self-talk. I also mm-hmm. like, um, text uh, a message to myself that, uh, for example, you can do that. I believe in you. Affirm. So, mm-hmm. if especially to those who are away from their family or to those adults who are living alone, you can do it to mm-hmm. like motivate yourself as well. You need to speak life to yourself and affirm mm-hmm. yourself for all the efforts you have done as well. And yeah, also wh- one of the important things that our guest speaker said that is we have to hold on to God's promises. We have to be grounded on the Lord because um, this ad- adulthood is really challenging as well as exciting. So um, as we as we journey in this uh, life, let us always look unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any advice? that you would like to give Adeo, to those who, who plan to start business or to those who are just looking for a job? Um, first is pray about it. Mm-hmm. Pray about it because like what I mentioned earlier, um, mm-hmm. you can plan all you want but the Lord will order your steps. Mm-hmm. And um, make sure that if um, it's something that you can see yourself doing even on the bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that you just did out of pressure mm-hmm. or out of envy because mm-hmm. um, I see my, I, my friends posting this and that, that they've achieved um, this much at this age. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do this now so that I'll be able to do that. That mm-hmm. is a terrible motivation. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, make sure that um, you are driven because um, you envision something five years from now about how you're going to grow and not because it was expected expected of me at this age. It's what I see my friends doing. It's what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a terrible motivation. So make sure it's something that you love to do, something you're passionate about, something that um, will allow you to grow into a better person mm-hmm. as well. All right. Thank you. All right. Remember, our listeners, before you plan or before you start a business or before uh, you look for a job, remember, yeah, let's really remember that we have to pray about all these things and imagine yourself. Can you can you do that kind of work? Can, are you still willing to do that kind of business five years from now? You should check uh, if it's part of uh, how you envision yourself. And always remember to engage and pursue something that would help you grow in all aspects. All right. Thank you very much, Ate Yo, for spending your precious time to be our guest speaker in the episode 2 of this podcast, Kin Thinking on Adulting. Do you have anything to plug in or promote or people you want to greet or mention? Um, j- something for our listeners. Um, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ups and the downs because... Um, the tough days will make your good days even sweeter. Mm-hmm. So just relax, enjoy it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Atio. And we'd love to have you again in the future episodes. Thank you. Happy adulting, everyone. Thank you, Kane. Right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have you ever reflected on how you maintain your relationships with your parents, siblings, friends, and loved ones? Let us answer this and more in the next episode as our guests share their insights and experiences on this topic. Hey there! Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay connected! Thank you.